You're listening to Nursing Review Radio. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Sue Dean, a lecturer at the University of Technology, Sydney, to discuss her editorial published in the Journal of Advanced Nursing on the potential problems that arise with the use of simulation technology in nursing programs. Welcome, Sue. Hi, thank you, Dallas. You said that use of simulation technologies like high-fidelity mannequins has sparked concern about the quality of nurses' communication in their professional practice. What are some of the main issues that may arise with the use of these technologies in learning environments? Um, sure. Well, I um, just to put um, my interest into a context, I've taught communication, um, therapeutic communication to nurses for over 20 years. And there's evidence around now to say that um, nurses' uh, lack of compassion and empathy um, and lack of communication basically is a concern. Um, So there's lots of evidence around to support that, which worries me, of course, as someone who's really interested in um, nurses being caring and compassionate. Um, And I observed a few years ago the opening of a simulation laboratory where many people came along to look at the amazing technology that was being demonstrated, and it is absolutely amazing technology. Um, And the patient or the mannequin in the bed um, was experiencing a cardiac event. And whilst the demonstration was taking place, what concerned me was that nobody who was attending to the patient seemed to pay any attention to the anxiety the patient would have been feeling, um, his emotional needs, um, and all the emphasis was on the technology and demonstrating how wonderful it was because it could, you know, diagnose all these amazing things and... um, So that was what concerned me initially. And then I started to observe some simulation laboratories and again I was concerned that the students were focusing very much on their clinical skills at the expense I felt on interpersonal interaction with the patient in the bed which was a um, high fidelity mannequin. I ran some focus groups um, and asked students who'd been working with the mannequins over a period of time, how they related to the patient in the bed, um, what they focused on, and basically what came out of the focus group data was that they were so busy focusing on the technical, clinical skills, or the the clinical skills, sorry, that they needed to um, achieve while they were um, in the laboratories, that they really paid very little attention to the patient as a person. They said that they were encouraged by the um, academics who were running the laboratories to relate to the patient as a patient, as a person, Um, and their concerns related to the fact that they often didn't have time to do that. If they did um, relate to the mannequin in the bed as a patient, other students laughed at them and thought they were, you know, being silly, like talking in a caring, kind way to this mannequin in the bed. Um, So that's sort of what stimulated um, my interest, really. In the article, you said strong financial, legal and technological drivers are at play here and they are arguably overshadowing pedagogical and professional considerations. What are some of the perceived benefits that using these technologies will bring about for institutions or students? Um, well, I think with in regards to nursing, clinical placement opportunities are um, decreasing. It's getting harder now as we've got more students in universities competing for a limited number of um, clinical placements in hospitals. Um, there's uh, 
the risk of litigation is increasing in recent times, so it seems more important than ever for nurses to practice their skills where they can't do any harm. So, of course, that's where the technology comes in. It's much better um, in that sense for a, for a nurse to practice on a, on a mannequin in a laboratory than it is on a patient in the hospital, it seems, because, um, you know, for the fear of harm and safety. Um, it's expensive to um, place students in the clinical area with facilities, um, facilitators and other um, resource intensive requirements for students to go out on clinical. So all of these things I think impact on the perhaps the drive to look at other ways of um, imparting the skills or, or you know teaching and learning opportunities for students. So the laboratories are very, extremely um, amazing technology um, and I think nursing, not only nursing, many um, uh, professional courses and, and um, university courses are sort of um, not sucked in by the technology but they're very, um, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty amazed at what the technology can do so it's like um, it adds a bit of credibility I think to a lot of courses by having this amazing technology and it's used as an, an advertising tool for courses. You know, look at our whiz-bang labs with these amazing um, uh, high fidelity mannequins that can do all these amazing things. Also, it's a huge global industry and the medical simulation technology is a major growth market um, and there's evidence um, now to say that the industry is estimated to be worth over $2 billion globally by 2019 and I think that's a really important um, factor. So companies that make the technology are offering incentives for universities and training facilities to invest in the technology and of course often when that happens um, it often ties the institutions to the technology. What concerns do you have if there is an increased focus on this type of technical or data-driven learning? Well, I think, I mean, my feelings are that nurses learn best on real patients and um, particularly in the interpersonal skills development. You know, if we want nurses to be caring, kind and compassionate nurses, they need to understand that every patient they look after in the hospital environment or the healthcare sector um, have unique needs and nurses need to be able to respond to those unique needs of patients so they don't just apply the skills that they've learnt during a program without thinking about, well, you know, this is what should be done for this particular patient but of course this patient's different from the patient that I looked after this morning um, and will have unique needs and I think the caring aspect of nursing is um, well to me one of the most important parts of nursing and it's, I'm just fearful that um, it's being diminished and lost and as I said there is evidence now to say that it's a huge concern um, with the, any healthcare professionals, not only nurses, that they're, um, you know, that they're lacking or not as caring and compassionate as we would like them to be. What should be looked into to bring things like empathy and compassion back to the forefront? Well, I think we need, firstly, I think we need to recognise that perhaps the technology does have limitations in this area and then have a debate about how we are going to improve in that area. There isn't much debate 
around at the moment about the technology. Um, very, very, very little debate in the literature about um, any aspects to do with assimilated technology. It seems to be just, you know, adopted um, without any discourse around it, really. Um, so I think we need to acknowledge that there may be limitations um, in the use of the technology, particularly in the area of interpersonal skill development, and look at ways that we might um, improve it. You know, there, some of the ideas that people have written about are um, using simulated patients more, um, exposing students earlier on in the course um, to to real life patients rather than you know getting a lot of their education in the simulated um, laboratories. Like some of the material that came out of the focus groups, um, the students said that when they're practicing in the labs on the technology, they actually found it really hard to transfer those skills to real live patients um, and include the interpersonal aspect. Because they'd been practicing in the labs their clinical skills, they found it difficult when they went out into the clinical area um, to look at the patient in a holistic, um, in a holistic way. So I think, um, firstly, as I said, I think increase awareness of the limitations. I mean, there's lots of wonderful things about the use of technology, simulated technology for teaching healthcare professionals, and there are very valid reasons um, why we might need to increase their use uh, in universities and healthcare settings. But I think we need to look at, particularly look at the literature on caring and compassion and empathy in nurses and think, well, there is a problem. Um, is it related to the use of the technology and if it is, how might we go about um, improving it? I mean, the um, evidence is also there in uh, with health complaints, um, with the Health Complaints Commission, that complaints about communication have increased um, over the last few years and they've actually over overtaken um, complaints regarding clinical issues. So the complaints related to communication um, are increasing. And I think we have to look at that information and with concern um, and see how, you know, I think we've got an obligation really um, to look at that and see how we might um, address those concerns.